A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Food waste, food access, and food insecurity are all complex issues. Chef Dave Heidi of Little John's Kitchen is taking on those issues and more on multiple levels. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. Chef, one of the ways you're helping to bridge the food gap is by opening a pay-what-you-can restaurant. Tell me what exactly that is. How does that work? Pay-what-you-can is exactly that, right? So it's not free. It's not with any price attached to it. Pay-what-you-can literally just means that people can pay what they can. So if you had a really great month or year or life and you feel like, you know, like you want to put in 50 bucks for your lunch, that's awesome. That'd be great. Would love it. It helps support and continue the program. If you're doing okay and you're fine and, you know, things are good, maybe pay 5 or $10 for your lunch. And if you've really had a hard week, month or year or life and you don't have a way to make sure you or your family are fed, then pay little or nothing, right? So it's all getting rid of the stigma and kind of accessibility problems that there are with food. You also have a version of this pay-what-you-can concept at the Madison Children's Museum. Tell me what that looks like. How does it work? Well, so the um, one of the Children's Museum, we have it done as a kiosk instead of a full restaurant. And one of the reasons we did that is we really... So let me back up. When you go to pay for food, if you can't pay anything, a lot of people feel guilt by not paying something. So if you have to look someone in the eyes and they ask, how much would you like to pay... And you say, I can't afford to pay anything, that's a barrier, right? Because a lot of people won't want to say, I don't want to pay anything or I can't pay anything, right? Especially not in front of their kid. So we have, the way it works at the Children's Museum is a little different than a traditional pay-what-you-can restaurant. At the Children's Museum, we have a giant three-door cooler, and it's filled with different meals that we make from scratch in containers, labeled with what the ingredients and nutrition is for them. We also have some snacks, desserts, um, and juices. And then people pick what they want. They put it on a tray. They go over to one of two kiosks that are there and they get to, they don't even have to pick what items they got. All they have to do is they just have to click how much they want to pay. And so the, but there are buttons that um, are zero, one, five, 10, 20, 50, 100, and you can do any custom amount you want in there too. And then that's all you do. You press what you want to pay for it and then you can either pay with credit card or you can put money in. There's a little cash donation space right there. So there's no interaction with the public. It's just you go and you get food and then you heat it up. There's a micro, there's a microwave bank there that you can heat your food up in. I know you have a restaurant opening up with the same pay-what-you-can concept, but you do more than just this pay-what-you-can idea. Tell me more about the other things that you're doing. The, there's a pay-what-you-can restaurant, which is definitely part of our mission. But what we really are is we are Little John's Kitchen. So what we do is we take grocery excess, we take farm excess, um, we take any raw products. We don't work with any like leftovers or like cooked foods or anything like that. We just take fresh raw products, so fresh farm, fresh vegetables, um, raw protein, stuff like that. We have a training program where we work with both veterans and maybe people who've been recently incarcerated, maybe had addiction problems, like anyone who has a barrier to employment, and we pay them $20 an hour for six months to train them how to cook 
then afterwards we guarantee them a spot in Madison College's uh, culinary education program, their associate's degree, but we guarantee to pay for that too. So whether that's helping them get it through their VA or we just have to pay it out of our pocket. And then after there, if they can choose that path or we can just get them a job at a kitchen around Madison. So our job is to really help employment with that. And while we're training them, all the food that we're creating while doing our training program, we put back out into the community. So right now we're producing about 17,000 meals a week out of our temporary space and we're fundraising right now we're about three and a half million in on a 10 million dollar raise to build out our permanent location which is on verona road and when that space is up and running we'll be able to do over two hundred thousand meals a week that's really incredible you are tackling so many of the different layers of food insecurity at the same time when there's like there's there's the and, and this is always hard to talk about because we don't want to like insult or take away from any of the amazing work that's done by so many right now that are trying to combat food insecurity. But I think one of the problems is if you just put a Band-Aid on food insecurity with like, you know, whether it's a soup kitchen or a pantry, all you're doing is you're trying to fix something at the end, like putting a Band-Aid on a wound instead of saying like, how do we figure out what the wound is and treat the wound so that it doesn't keep bleeding and needing more and more Band-Aids. So for us, it's like giving people job training, giving them living wage while they're doing it. I think one of the problems is there's so many good things out there, but how many places are there where people go, they need help, and it's like, well, we'll train you, but we're not going to pay you for that, or we'll pay you like $7 an hour. Like, how, how can anyone afford to do training if you're paying to go to school or if you're paying to, you know, do any of those programs? So for us, we're like, well, hey, what if we pay them a full living wage of 20 bucks an hour plus full benefits and you make it a six month intense program and then more than that, not just give them that temporary job, but then get them job placement and follow through afterwards. And you're doing more than just giving these people kitchen skills. You're also offering them some unique resources. Part of our build out in our new space will actually have an on-site social worker whose job is to help anyone who comes in find resources. And then also as people complete or have already completed our training program, being a resource for them to like find a new job or to get back out into the community or or help them with any struggles they might have. You know, people come back from combat or they come back from any kind of military service and they, you know, they they have barriers, right? There's PTSD, there's trauma, there's anxiety, there's stress, there's all sorts of things that happen when you come back. And we want to make sure that we can really help give people the resources they need to succeed in life. You said that you're $3 million in on a $10 million fundraising campaign. Is what you're doing funded solely on donations? Absolutely not. Nope. That's actually one of the things I hate the most about traditional nonprofits is that with traditional nonprofits, no matter, no matter how good a soul or purpose they have, the problem is right in the title of it, right? It's nonprofit. They don't profit. They can't generate revenue to sustain themselves. So the more they grow, the more of a liability they become to philanthropy, to government, to whatnot. So what we do is we actually will work with other programs. So like uh, right now we're doing all the evening meals on wheels. We're working with uh, three different schools to give them their breakfast and lunch and snack. We're working with the county to get food to over 300 people experiencing homelessness that are being put up in hotels right now in Dane County. We're giving them breakfast, lunch, dinner. Now all of those have a cost associated with that they were paying before. So you're able to step in and provide something different. Uh, We're able to come in and give chef quality meals made from scratch, made with love. We're able to put those into the community at a cheaper price point than what they were able to do. We are working with volunteers. We're also getting uh, grocery and farm access so our food costs are a little bit lower. And our whole point of this new build-out that we're building is to have high-efficiency equipment to basically do giant food production, not just like 
kitchen cooking. So we can do it on a big scale, do it really made with love. We have a bunch of chefs that we have on property that are training and also cooking the food. And our goal is then we can give them better quality food for less. So our Little John's Kitchens actually does generate enough revenue to pay for all that programming without having to be a drain on the system. And you work with farms as well. Yeah, so we, so we love getting farm donations. Like, that's incredible. And where we usually get those is, you know, farms that have uh, big wholesale accounts or sell at the Dane County Farmer's Market, they might think it's going to be a killer weekend. So they pick half their tomato crop that's ready to go. But it, then there are thunderstorms on the day of the market, right? Like, what do they do? So what we do is we, we have basically, like, cash offers that we do with some of our farms where it's like, hey, instead of throwing that out or turning it into canned tomatoes, like we could use it, we can put it into our meal program to help feed all these people. And instead of giving you nothing for it, maybe we can at least get you 60 cents a pound. So yes, it's not farmer's market rate of $4 a pound, but it sure as heck be throwing them in the garbage. Same thing with seconds. We work with a group here in town called Geezer Gleaners, uh, and they're retired folks who go out and help pick through what a lot of farmers now are tilling in because it is so expensive with labor. It's not worth picking seconds or things that have blemishes. You know what it's like, right? In the middle of like zucchini squash cucumber season, you can't get rid of them fast. So there isn't enough of a market for them in season. And the season isn't super long, but during the season, my God, man, they are like, they grow just nonstop. Sometimes it's not even worth sending someone out into the field if you know you're going to pick all of it and then it's just going to rot. So we work with different programs to help get that product. Another thing that we're going to be doing, we can't do it yet in our current facility, but once our new facility is up and running, we'll actually contract out with farms. From Liliana's, which is my for-profit restaurant, we work with a bunch of small farms. And, you know, there's this thing, right? You're trying to be a good small farmer, so you have, like, a, a lot of variety in your crop. You plant a wide variety, but even though you plant a wide variety, there are 32 other small farms that are still planting that same kind of variety. You know, even if it's a different kind of beet or a different kind of radish or a different kind of whatever, that season still hits at the same time. So everyone is, like, competing with each other. And when you're a small farmer and you're growing 30 different crops, even if you have, like, 20 acres, you're getting what, like maybe a half acre per crop, which isn't as efficient, right, for farming. I mean, that's why you see so many like corn, soy, and wheat farms throughout is that it's really easy to have a single crop. So one of the things that we're doing is we're saying like, hey, instead of you trying to grow 30 different crops on 30 acres, what if you do 20 crops that you sell? And then what if we take 10 acres of it and you just plant tomatoes for us? And we won't give you farmer's market pricing of $4 a pound, but if you know that we can help come harvest with you and all you got to do is plant it, water it, and help make sure it doesn't get completely devastated by pests, we'll come out and we'll pay maybe like a dollar a pound for all of your tomatoes, which is still covers way more than just your seed. So it's a way to like have some guaranteed revenue coming in at the end of the year. And then we can process it, can it, and use it in our meal program too. So you're not just asking the farmers to give you something that costs them money to produce. You're working with them so they get paid too. Well, and, you know, because what we're doing is not selling retail product, we're cooking with the product. Every single fruit that comes off, like let's say it's all tomatoes, every single tomato that comes to us, we are paying the same price per pound. You know, a lot of times the farmers, they have like, sure, they might get $4 a pound for beautiful, perfect, unsplit um, heirloom tomatoes, right? But especially like some of those hot seasons where you get those like out of nowhere 90 degree days that split half your tomato crop, those basically become till-ins for most farmers. Like they'll just throw it back into the ground or throw it in compost or eat them in the house. But like during tomato season, you're so sick of tomatoes by the end of it, most people don't even want to eat their tomatoes. So what we can do is we can take 100% of whatever they grow and if they've got splits or whatever, like we sort it and we will cook with it. And because we kind of know when they're farming it, we can just send our trucks out to come pick up the product from them.
The food you're making is high quality, fresh, unprocessed, and that's not always something that is available to people who are food insecure. In some of the poorer neighborhoods, even here in Dane County, the average family has about $7 a meal, not per person, a meal for their family to feed their family. Like, how? I know my grocery bill is for my family, uh, and it's definitely more than $7 per fam- like per meal. How, how do you do that? Well, it's easy. Like, dollar menu items and, you know, $5 hot and ready pizzas and, you know, think about what nutrition we're giving them. So what you're offering with these prepared meals can be a really important way to get healthy food to these families. All of the food that we give, both from government, private, whatever, but to the food insecure population is all what? It's all raw ingredient. It's all canned good. It's all dry storage stuff. But here's the thing. I know that at the end of my workday, and I work a lot, my wife also works a lot. And she's like taking care of our three kids and our foster kiddo. So my wife works her butt off. I work my butt off. Our kids are tired from the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I even though I'm a chef and I'm a great cook, I don't really want to cook a meal. So guess what I can do? I can order takeout. I can get noodles and company. I can order from my restaurant. I can order with Grubhub and whatnot. I can go pick up from one of my other chef friends, like a really great meal. If you're food insecure, you have to cook at home because you cannot afford to eat out. So one of the big things that Little John's is doing that's different from kind of the status quo is that we do food production. So we are not a food resource center. We're not anything like that. We're not a food bank. We take raw ingredients and we turn them into yummy, delicious, chef-quality meals. Like, that is the definition of what we are. And there's no one else that does that for people who are food insecure. We're trying to give the privilege to people who may be food insecure that they should be able to have a hot, love-made meal. And what I mean by that is that, to me, food is love. And I know that sounds cheesy and I know that sounds corny, but everybody knows it's true. How do you ever expect someone to feel like a part of a community or cared for or loved if the food we give them doesn't You can find out more about Little John's Kitchens and their mission on their website, littlejohnskitchens.com. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess.